What's the last thing you remember, Danny? He said we had to run. The reason you survived is because you're a very uncommon girl. You're not alone. Not anymore. Do you know what mutants are? Hello and welcome to the 50th episode of Step and Repeat, a weekly movies and award show podcast. Uh, my name is Andrew, and in honor of our feature film of the week, The New Mutants, whose trailer you just heard at the top of the episode, we are asking the icebreaker question, which X-Men character would you give his, her, or their own spin-off movie? Uh, Matt, do you have an answer? Yeah, I, I actually, when you asked me this, the, the first, the very first mutant that pops in my head, uh, I don't know why, was Nightcrawler. Um, I think he's one of the most underwritten X-Men characters in the movies. Um, well, no, that's not true. Because in the later movies, because I'm thinking of like the Alan, Alan Cumming yeah, yeah, yeah. character, but like in the later movies, he had more of a prominent role. But um, yeah, he's like one of my favorite X-Men. I think he's awesome. His power is just great. And he's got such like a great backstory that I think he would make like a real, it would make a really good movie. Um, yeah. yeah, so I think Nightcrawler would be good. And he's like a fan favorite too. I think everyone loves him, loves Nightcrawler. Um, I, yeah, and he had such, like, that awesome introduction in... Yeah, X in X-Men 2. Yeah. Which is probably my favorite. I almost asked the question, like, what's your favorite X-Men movie, basically? And, mm -hmm. but there are a lot of good ones. <laughs> there are a lot of duds, though, too. I think there are more duds than good ones, <laughs> to be honest with you, in the <laughs> X-Men universe. I, um, but yeah, X-Men 2 is probably, like, my favorite, followed by, closely by, like, Dates of Future Past and like probably Logan are both probably tied for number two. So there's no such thing as a middle of the road X Men movie. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's hit or miss. Pretty much. Um, so my answer, the character that I would give the own spinoff to, is Cyclops because we just like would need to undo what happened in X Men Three. <laughs> and just give a whole new movie to the way that they read it, wrote him off. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. I have no, I don't even remember what happened with him in X-Men 3. I, I don't in, remember that, that movie at all. He's in like 30 seconds and he's only in the movie. So Jean Grey, like Phoenix, Dark Phoenix can accidentally kill him. <laughs> like, and oh, okay. That's it's it. been so long. I, I don't remember. <laughs> But, Maybe I should have made that a pet project to watch all the X-Men's, like you making the the uh, Batman thing. Oh my gosh. Maybe I'll do that too. Uh, it made me realize there are a couple X-Men movies I still haven't seen. And oh. um, There is actually, when you said there's no middle of the road X-Men movies, I can think of one. Oh. I think the Which Wolverine, one? the second Wolverine, Funny. is very middle of the road. Funny you should mention that is one that I've never seen. <laughs> oh. Well, well, watch it. Watch it and let me know because I'm I'm curious to hear your thoughts. It's not it's not great, but it's not bad. Well, um, like, they basically pretended that movie didn't happen, right? Kind of. Yeah, but it like it wasn't awful, but it wasn't yeah. great. <laughs> uh, but which led to Logan, which is legitimate. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's lukewarm reception. So that's the reason, that is the only reason why um, my kind of like cop-out answer is Gambit because like we've never fully done Gambit, right? In any uh -huh. and he's such a cool character. But I think like everyone feels that way too. So. I, I hate Gambit. <laughs> what? I uh, hate Gambit. I think Gambit is like so like way too overhyped and I just... I've never liked him as a character. I think he's like, I'm. He's got such swagger. Yeah, but like, I just, I never understood like the lure. I, I, I don't know. I never really liked the him. swagger. Like, that's the allure. I think. Whatever. It didn't. It didn't. He doesn't impress me much. <laughs> also, he's like, played by Taylor Kitsch in the Wolverine movie, and Taylor Kitsch's career kind of went nowhere. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah. 
they were banking on him hard, and then John Carter Mars flopped. Not his fault, but unfortunately, yeah. yeah. John Carter could have had like the potential to be like one of like like just so awesome, but like they screwed it up so bad. John Carter is like such a cool story and such a cool character. Um, I, I mentioned this because like it's my dad's like all time favorite book. Like Edgar Rice Burroughs is like his favorite author, and I kind of grew up on John Carter and. Tarzan and all these Edgar Rice Burroughs books. So, like, I know everything there is to know about John Carter. Um, and they but, talk about it in Lovecraft Country. Yes, they do. Yeah, yeah. He's a, uh, he was a, uh, I can't, I don't remember how far apart the two, how far apart Lovecraft and um, Burroughs lived, but I think, but like, they definitely influenced each other's work. Same genre. -ish. Yeah, same genre. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's it's it could have been it could have been so so great, but maybe they'll try again one day. Who knows? And do it right, like they're doing with Dune. Maybe it'll be the new Dune. Maybe who knows? Yeah. But it's like, but it's like, it's not supposed to be like dark. You know, it's like a very campy story, and I feel like Disney kind of almost did it right, but it just they kind of got the tone, but. They didn't really 21st century eyes it like they should have. So, like, I compare it to like Fantastic Four. You know, like, you, like you remember the one that came out in 2005, um, the original with like Chris Evans yeah. and yeah. Um, that Fantastic Four was like I I will always defend Fantastic Four because that is like how Fantastic Four is. It's very campy. It's very hokey. It's lighthearted. It's fun. It's not supposed to be like like the dark heroes like we see today or like big action like blow them up like they're they're supposed to be a fun group of ragtag superheroes that like and they're not meant to like like be this huge thing like iron man and the avengers are but and i think they got it right i think they got i think fox got it right when they did fantastic four but who am i to judge so <laughs> um and led to that like god awful one that i didn't see but oh the one with the one uh by josh trank oh god that was, yeah yeah yeah. That was oh not good. Did you watch? Um, okay, at the risk of a famous director listening to our podcast, which <laughs> I seriously doubt, but um, one day, one day, Josh Trank. I don't know how I feel about him as a human being. <laughs> oh God, um, I, I legitimately mean that, uh, but because he did that that Al Capone movie with Tom Hardy that came out this year. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. He's just kind of like a classic sort of example of a director um, who has like kind of like flop after flop, but he keeps getting like second chances. And yeah, but he and he never like takes responsibility for his work. He exactly. Like exactly. People. Yeah. No, you hit the nail on the head. And yeah. that's why I'm like, I don't know if I like you. <laughs> <laughs> but I legitimately like, I I don't know. I don't know enough about him to like really make that judgment call, but um there are some red flags. <laughs> I look, I don't put all my money in on Josh Trank. I know. He can, I know. Like, he can do it. He can do what he does and good luck. <laughs> exactly. This is not a Josh Trank podcast with yeah. Josh Trank listening. <laughs> um, or his assistant. Who knows? Who knows? Um anyway, yeah. So uh cyclops is my answer <laughs> oh yeah no that would be that would be um that would be a cool story actually um i'd like to see kind of like cyclops and like i'd like to see storm too that would be really cool i know they i know, I know. they can talk about introducing storm in the next black panther rest in peace chadwick um which we'll talk about later uh but yeah that would be that would be actually a really cool story as well i know she has a really cool backstory which they like yeah. barely touch on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that would be really cool. I think like one of the reasons they didn't say Storm is because like she does play a prominent role pretty much in every X-Men movie that she's in, but um, she plays a prominent role, but like you don't get to know her as a character that much. Mm -hmm. Like, Yeah. Learn That's you know when her accent isn't changing from movie to movie. Yeah. 
uh, yeah. Um, yeah, they, they kind of figured that out. Yeah. <laughs> I just wonder, like, what person was like, oh, did anyone, like, pick pick up on that, like, during filming? <laughs> just roll with it. Just literally, roll. literally just roll. Just go with it. <laughs> so, all right. Um, okay. Well. well you, you started what was going to be our next topic conversation yeah my my apologies yeah. um well for those who don't know uh storm <laughs> it there was one point in the comics where storm actually married the black panther um so and i know they there was talk about bringing storm into the next black panther movie <clears throat> as kind of a love interest um maybe as like a new way to introduce reintroduce the x-men to this whole marvel universe um unfortunately uh this past week, this past weekend, Saturday, we lost um, one of our Avengers. Um, Chadwick Boseman, star of Black Panther, passed away uh, due to a very serious illness, um, colon cancer. And yeah, he was just the tributes have just been amazing this week. Um, just like people on the news posting pictures of their kids with Black Panther and crossing their arms saying like, saying Wakanda forever. And now he wasn't only just the Black Panther, but um, you know, he did play Thorgood Marshall and just some iconic roles. Um, yeah, so Chadwick Boseman, amazing actor. We will dearly miss him. I know it's, uh, I mean, I'm assuming everyone who's listening to an <clears throat> art show podcast has heard at least at this point. And um, there's not much more that can be said that hasn't been said by better people <laughs> um, mm -hmm. or um, uh, can give a more nuanced and personal opinion than I could. But um, no, it's, it's like so, so heartbreaking because he represented uh, so many iconic um, figures of that represent black excellence right mm. so you know you just mentioned like Thurgood Marshall he played Jackie Robinson he played the Black Panther so I mean those are just three and those are already like iconic enough so um so it's like super some symbolic um to lose such an icon um yeah. and so like we talked about this in our episode when we reviewed the five bloods which he's in it and one thing i'll say is that he's actually not in the five bloods all that much he's only in like a few scenes but his presence like looms large throughout the entire movie and like i think that's like a and a credit to Chadwick Boseman that like somebody who can do so much in so little time is uh, like reflective of a good actor, a great actor. So um, it's disheartening that we won't be able to see see more of his material. Um, yeah, and it's just yeah, it's sad. It's like it's the fact that like black little boys and black little girls can like look up to Chadwick Boseman um, as such a positive influence and as such a positive role model in such a dark time in this country's history um, that I really appreciated the work he did and where he came from. Um, especially like being such a Marvel super fan, just like the fact that he was sick during this whole time, like shooting oh these God, huge I movies. I just, I have no idea how he like how they kept that such a big secret um because i i know like i know he didn't obviously didn't do all of his own stunts on the black panther and avengers but he had to put <laughs> a lot of energy uh, still a lot of energy into his role well we so talked about it just blew like, me away so in defy bloods he plays a character that's in his like early to mid-20s <clears throat> and even though he was in his early 40s, he looked like he was in his early 20s. So, like, he always just looked, like, super fit and, 
that's why I think it like comes as like an especially big shock. Um, so. Yeah, there was a, I do remember seeing a tweet he put out a couple months ago where he looked so skinny and so, it was after, right after George Floyd died, he looked so skinny and so frail. And I was like, is he, is he losing weight for a new role? Um, but I, like the thought never even crossed my mind that he, uh, he could be sick or was sick, so. Well, um, he's in a movie that's coming out later this year on Netflix uh, called Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which is based on the play by August Wilson, who did Fences. So, um, so um, we get one more opportunity to like see see him. I don't know the extent of his character who he plays, but um, we still have stuff to look forward to, at the mm-hmm. very least. Yeah, Even yep. Not as much as it should be. Yeah. And you know, Chadwick Boseman was fairly new on the scene, even though maybe he did some prior stuff too. Um, His first movie then, was in 2008. Like, that was not that long ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So And made such an impact in that time. Yeah, in such a short period of time. And it's unfortunate that we just don't get to see where his career could have gone. But I think I think he ended it, you know, or his career ended like on a pretty good note. I think he 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 just he did such such good positive roles and things for people all over the world. Yeah. No no one has a bad thing to say. Um, yes. there's also on a lighter note. There's an amazing clip, a video, a gif of um, Chadwick Boseman looking back at Michael B. Jordan uh, at the Oscar ceremony for 2018 (laughs) when Green Book won Best Picture. And so like the moment Green Book won, um, Chadwick Boseman like looks behind at Michael B. Jordan with like shady eyes, like, like really? I bet you love that. Oh my god, of course. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, like, uh, he was like a shady king, which I adore. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, really, like, this BR movie? Yeah, I know. (laughs) I gotta look that up now. Yeah. um, We'll we'll post the link on the uh, social media pages, too. Please do. Because I need to see it for myself. That's great. It's great. Can't can't ever unsee it. Yeah. So. um, Well. um, Well, shall we move on to more superheroes? Yes, I think this will be a superhero-filled episode. Yeah. um, It's our bread and butter. (laughs) Yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah. And let's be honest. We're going to have to dedicate a few weeks every year to superheroes i know so it's like funny because of our icebreaker um question at the top of the episode again like there have been so many times where even since we started doing the icebreaker that we almost had like a variation of the question of like what would you do or like what superpower would you have only in Mm the two months that we've been doing it so like i can only imagine what future what future movies would be like too we shall see we shall see so um with that being said yeah new mutants yeah let's let's get right to it um so should we do our go ahead and do our (laughs) 10 words or fewer review my God, I'm gonna be honest. I totally forgot. Um. <laughs> okay. Well, then while you're getting ready for that, I yeah. suppose I'll go. Um. All right. So my ten words of fear review is better than Dark Phoenix, but that's not really saying much. Agreed. Kind of. <laughs> no, not even agreed because the second X Men movie that I haven't seen. Is Dark Phoenix. So. Oh, sorry, I brought up the I brought up the only two. Uh, but uh, but I know it's bad. <laughs> so I'm like trying. I'm like begging you not to bother. Yeah, yeah. 
Just don't oh. waste your time. I mean, in my Batman one, I've done uh, Batman versus Superman. And look, I would watch Batman versus Superman one. ten times over before I watch Dark Phoenix again. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there are truly some awful superhero ones. Okay, I'm stalling. Uh, so uh, just off the top of my head, my 10 words or fewer uh, review of the New Mutants. Um, oh, this is quick, actually. A waste of potential. Oh, that's a good one. I, that, that's, that says a lot. Yeah, I mean, that has so many, like, double entendres. It's like a waste of a potential series yeah. that we'll never get to see. It's kind of like a waste of the actor's talents, which I think are pretty good. <laughs> so, yeah, um, or most of them. There are some that are questionable. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's like... It, it's kind of a weird movie to see, even under normal circumstances, because there's... I, like, I, we're not going to get more after this. <laughs> like, this is going to be it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it was always meant to be a standalone movie. I don't think they really meant to enfranchise it upon it. Um, well, now is being... the time to explain <laughs> what the deal is with this movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Would you like to explain? Sure. Um, it was delayed four times. <laughs> it was supposed to come out, I think, in like April of 2018. And oh, yeah. Then they delayed it a year to 2019, which is like never a good sign for a movie when they delay it by a full year outside of pandemic reasons. And um, then they like pushed it back again. And they pushed it back again because of like coronavirus, I think twice, until it finally settled on August 28th, 2020, where it was released. Um, and the reason that it was like pushed back so much is because it's a 20th Century Fox movie. It's like from that studio, but that studio was bought out by Disney a couple years back. So, this is a casualty of that merger where Disney wasn't quite sure what to do with it now that they owned a movie that had already been produced and in was in the can from 20th Century Fox. Yeah. So, and kind of like to your point, a little bit about like Storm um, joining like with Black Panther is that like, Disney, because they own Marvel, probably wants to do their own new thing with the X-Men, like reboot it, essentially. So they pretty much always were going to forget that the New Mutants movie, like, ever happened. So it just kind of get tossed in the dumping ground. Yeah. So, um, that's why. Yeah, so for those who don't know, all X-Men movies prior to the Fox-Disney merger were made by 20th Century Fox. So now, um, I have a feeling what Marvel is going to start doing is slowly start introducing the X-Men into new Marvel movies that come out until they make their own movie. Um, it was our, actually, it's already been done. Um, Quicksilver was actually, is actually an X-Men. Oh, yeah. And was introduced in Avengers um, Age of Ultron. Um, and I'm sure there has been, there have been other mutants that I'm not thinking of. Um, but I think, I have a feeling that's what they're going to start doing. Um, I'm sure in the next decade, somewhere down the pipeline, maybe when this coronavirus thing ends, <laughs> um, we'll get an, a new X-Men movie out of Marvel Studios, which I think has the potential to be very, very good. Um, now, that being said, uh, New Mutants was is the last project, the very last project made by 20th Century Fox just before the Disney merger. Um, okay. So therefore... So sad to think. I know. That <laughs> um, this is the last movie. And Dark Phoenix, yeah, I mean, these movies have been coming out for 20 years. The first X-Men came out in 2000. Um, and, like, it's like, ugh, we've gotten to know some of these characters, like, Wolverine so well over the years. Um, 
but so yeah it is sad to think about but like it's it's also really sad the fact that like everything just went so downhill and like fox like just didn't care when it came to like dark phoenix and the new mutants they're just like here you go even though even though like like i did not hate new mutants as much as i thought i would um i knew it was going to be bad but i think because i went into it with such low expectations that i really didn't hate it as much as i thought i would um so for uh uh andrew and i um went to our well his second but my very first drive-in movie experience to see We New should have mutants. said that off the top. <laughs> the yeah. Time, that we saw it in the safest way possible. <laughs> we did, yes. Um, now, this is my first experience at a drive-in theater, if hey. not, not counting my Walt Disney World experience, which I do not count. Um, but I was... Of the um, so I was a little underwhelmed. I, I'm glad I went. Um, but I was a little underwhelmed, one, by the sound quality. I, I, we were, well, one, we were in an unfortunate position where we did not have two microphones on either side of us because the one, or uh, sp- not microphone, speaker, because the one speaker to our right was broken <laughs> and the car next to us took the speaker off the, off the pole and put it in their car. So I could only hear out of one speaker and the volume could have been a lot louder. Curse so you. like part, yeah. So like part, part of like the movie going experience to me is like, well, to everyone, obviously, is the sound, um, the sound quality. And like, without that being a factor, it's, and you have to like struggle to listen. Um, it's like difficult for me to like really enjoy the experience. Um, so that was like one big, really frustrating factor, but like that could like easily be fixed if we go at, to see, we could just go to another drive-in and like uh, well, go to a working speaker. <laughs> um, in, my, in my vast experience, of going to children. Oh, please. Oh, your second, <laughs> your second time. Um, like the sound is never good. <laughs> uh, like you'll never, you'll mm. never replicate a full on indoor movie theater sound quality. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, because like the, another option is you can listen to it through your radio, like in mm-hmm. your car. So if you like don't have the windows down, for example, so um, it's not like that's much better. It's like slightly gargled. I don't know. And it's like there's still that sort of um, like off-kiltered sort of experience. Like it doesn't feel as natural because it's not supposed to. It's not designed to. Yeah. um, Which is why I was like, okay, cool. Like I am totally fine seeing a subpar movie in a this sort of environment because like drive-ins are about the experience. So I don't care as much about it, the quality. Yeah, yeah. Um, Including the picture sound. was the picture was all right. Yeah, um, I was impressed. I don't really with have picture. anything. Yeah, I didn't really have any problems with the picture quality, but yeah, the sound overall was like was my biggest problem. And I also wanted to like, I also regret that I didn't bring lawn chairs because um, sitting in the back of my car was, <laughs> it hurt my back. So um, yeah, I, I, I like stood up a lot. <laughs> the one other time, yeah, because there's no support whatsoever um, yeah. sitting in the back of a car. Uh, the one thing that um, I did differently um, than the first time, I saw the first one first drive-in experience um inside the car so like i sat and like it turned into like an am station this is literally 20 years ago i saw eight-legged freaks and the crocodile hunter movie i love eight-legged freaks um that's such a great movie a perfect example of an excellent drive-in movie so there you go but it like set the bar high for me. Um, like I will not be seeing um, like super high dramas at a, at a. Oh no, as you shouldn't. Like yeah. the other movies that uh, that were playing at the drive-in that we saw were like the new Bill and Ted Face the Music. That's probably okay. Which is like a yeah for like for driving. Yeah, that's fine. And like they were playing like Deadpool for like a double feature. 
Um, I know. So we didn't. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't for the second one. It's just like the one. uh, Not the one. um, Another like interesting slash negative sort of thing is that there is like a double feature, which is good for your money, but like that means you are at the theater until like midnight, if not a.m. So it's you're there for a while and late. So it's not getting up. (laughs) like you're in the same spot yeah um also another thing one other thing i don't like about drive-ins um is the weather aspect um because like movie theaters are supposed to be a place where you're supposed to get in from like out of the heat into like a nice cool air-conditioned place like in a dark room and like when we went it wasn't too hot which is like that that was fine um but it was like starting to rain um and there was lightning in the back room which was cool it was a cool aspect to, to add to the um, movie but like, like heat lightning not like yeah there's yeah. no thunder thank god yeah well we when we drove up there we drove through hurricane oh, yeah. laura the remnants yeah. of laura which was not fun um but i know like, i, was, like, I wouldn't i would hate it if it were like really hot outside so because like that's like the part of the point of like summer blockbusters is to like to get out of the heat into a cold air conditioned theater. Uh, Andrew's making Andrew's making food. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, sorry if there's like any noises in the background. Lots of beeps. Uh, so, um, one, um, yeah, like you're you're not gonna get away with that. One thing that I was surprised to learn is that they do drive in rain or shine i really thought that they would probably like cancel it if there was like rain definitely a thunderstorm because um just because like i was like you can't see the screen like why why would you but they were like nope and there's like we do this rain or shine no refunds and i was very surprised yeah but what if it's like a hurricane. <laughs> I know. I I'm not getting my ten dollars back. Oh my god. Okay. So especially with the lightning in the background, I kept thinking of the movie Twister, where they go to a drive-in at the movie Twister, and there's <laughs> this massive tornado that runs through the drive-in and destroys the screen, and like everyone dies. <laughs> so I could not stop thinking about that, which is of course a very like anxiety producing thought but um, well there you go there are a few drive-ins like that are like displayed yeah so. uh, a tornado may come through your drive-in and everyone may die but you are not getting your ten dollars back yeah with like because the thing is like if there was a twister like there's no way to avoid it yeah <laughs> like what are we gonna do <laughs> So. I mean, this movie's garbage anyway. Just take yeah. it away. No, it's um. So anyway, 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 back to back I know, to back to the actual. Um, yeah. But like, there you go for drive-ins. Um, I recommend them still, just to like, especially in a pandemic, to just like check it out. And while the weather's still like applicable to go to a drive-in theater, um, you know, like there's. They're never going to have a resurgence like this probably ever again. So see them again. Yeah, exactly. So um, this movie was, uh, so as you said, it was supposed to come out in 2018, directed by Josh Boone, who did The Fault in Our Stars, I believe. Um, Didn't have quite the same emotional pull (laughs) that that movie did. Um, But... But yeah, it, again, another really short movie. Less than an hour and a half. 90 minutes, yeah. 90 minutes, yeah. I mean, again, another one where I I feel like it could have it, it could have been easily a half an hour to 45 minutes longer. Uh maybe like take some time to explore, you know, the the nine different characters you have running around this this again, institution. I think this is just like another example of like them not giving a shit and just like talking yeah. out the whatever the bones of a movie and mm. like what people think. So, yeah. I'm a little harsher on it than you are. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. Um, 
So, so yeah, hour and a half. Um, New Mutants. So New Mutants is uh, it tells the story of five young mutants uh, who you know from the X Men um, who are just discovering their abilities uh, while held in a secret facility against their will um, and fight to escape their past uh, and fight to escape their past sins and save themselves. So that is a direct. <laughs> Oh yeah. Uh, about from IMDb. Um, I'm just looking just right at it. No, no. So, um, yeah, we should have said that during our time worth of viewer. Whoops, I really dropped the ball on that one. Um, it's okay. Uh, this is this episode's like the drive-in, you know. You should experience it, just, but yeah. <laughs> you, Take you it know, as it's you not going. gonna be good. <laughs> what a way to celebrate our 50th episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um Anyway, uh, this movie stars Maisie Williams, uh, who you know from as Arya Stark from Game of Thrones, Anya Taylor Joy, uh, Charlie Charlie Heaton, from, as you know him from um, Stranger Things, um, a, a bunch among a bunch of other ones. Um, who who play other ones? Do you know him from something else? No, no, no. But I meant. Um, among a bunch of other actors that I, oh. I don't know. I was like, that dude's been in things other than Stranger Things? No, <laughs> no yeah, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah. Like, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Some mess. <laughs> so, I'll, I'll say the good things. Um, I okay. Think, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy is really good. She's always really good. She's an amazing actress. Um, Macy Williams is pretty good, even though it's like kind of weird to watch her do like an Irish accent. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was a little weird. It, it was, I didn't think the accent was bad, but I don't know jack shit about No, it was weird. Accents. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was fine, um, the accent. But I thought she was like pretty decent. Um, I did not care for Charlie Heaton. I thought he was not good. His accent I thought was over the top. <laughs> And His Kentucky accent. I know it was. Just yeah, like, it was very. Felt like tough. barely practiced. And, yeah. Um, uh, Anya Taylor Joy's Russian accent was pretty good. I thought so too. Like again, like she didn't have to go that hard. She did, um, and I'm glad she did. <laughs> and um, the person who I um, thought was the weakest of the actors was the main character, who is Danny. It was played by pretty much a newcomer, Blue Hunt. Um, Spelled like Blu-ray, B-L-U. B-L-U. Also L-O-L at there being a Danny in a movie that stars uh, Maisie Williams, the Game of Thrones alum. Oh, yeah. Spelled Uh, differently. Yeah, but but female. So it was like... um, (laughs) uh, It was... I just like thought she does not have any charisma whatsoever and can't carry an entire movie by herself or not. I shouldn't say carry. She's definitely the forefront of the five new mutants. Um, Like she gets the opening scene and like it mostly follows her. She like comes to this facility, but like, she was uh, blue hunt was not the greatest so like it was kind of i can't take, I can't take it seriously when you say her name blue hunt blue hunt yeah <laughs> um well you may or may not be seeing more of her <laughs> uh, i don't know how much more, more of her new mutants yeah 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 um, um so like it was kind of just like unfortunate that she had to get like the most screen time whereas um everyone else i thought was better (laughs) for the most part so um i just like kind of everything about her story felt like so generic to me um which is like uh, kind of unfortunate because It basically talks about her like Native American heritage. Um, Like she's a Cheyenne, um, Native American. And so I, um, they kind of like barely scratched the surface of that. So 
I think it like could be cool to like explore these things in a movie about mutants because like the whole cool thing about like mutants is the sort of like allegory represents a lot of people compare it to like um sexuality and like particularly like your lgbtq and so there are things like that you see in x-men movies and comics about like essentially like coming out as a mutant <laughs> which is like interesting and like kind of cool and it's like fun when it's like subtle that way um so my point is like it plays with identity like really well like the idea of mutants and they kind of they give like enough backstory for all these people but like they never go further than that um which to your point makes me wonder if there's like stuff on the cutting room floor that they cut out because um by giving more backstory it like implies that they want to have like future series but if they realize now that this movie and this franchise is going nowhere they just cut it <laughs> maybe twitter will uh bully uh the studio into releasing the snyder cut for this as well oh my god can we about <laughs> twitter real quick um, sure. so, um, this movie did not get good reviews. I think it's like in the 20s on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it's in like 30%. Yeah, something like that. Oh my God, it's like 30. Wow. It's 33, awesome. yeah. Um, Maisie Williams had a phenomenal tweet. I saw that. I saw it. <laughs> so. Um, that was so funny. She um, retweeted a review from Forbes and the headline of the Forbes movie says, New Mutants is the worst X-Men movie ever. And so Maisie Williams tweets out, sounds like a must-see. Get your tickets now. <laughs> <laughs> Which is amazing. Like, just like this amazing level of just like self-awareness. <laughs> and I loved her for it. <laughs> so... That's hilarious, yeah. yeah. I think like a lot of the studios like like to discourage actors from like interacting on social media with critics. Um, but this is one of the very, <laughs> the very rare times that I appreciate. I know, so. and it's like, I think it's because Maisie Williams knows that this like franchise that they filmed probably four years. It's just dead, yeah. Dead, and so she's like, yep, nothing to lose. Let's just be funny on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, especially in the middle of a pandemic where like their box office success doesn't really uh mean a whole lot true yeah um yeah but like i would love to see Daisy williams and more things yeah i kind of wish they would have like explored each of the um each of the mute sorry i almost like tip my lamp over um i almost wish they like would explore each of the mutants like x-men characters like or like alter egos because i know like so anya taylor joy plays um this character elania elania rasputin who is actually the younger sister of cyclops which they never or not cyclops um colossus in x-men um and like they never touch on that which i think would have been like a nice thing to maybe mention it, or like a shout out or something even uh, which would have added a little bit of sugar to whatever this was. Um, they say the word X-Men like once. Yeah, they're like, oh, you know the X-Men? Yeah. Like, yeah like, you know about the X-Men? Yeah, I know about the X-Men. So, so like a lot of these characters are very like very cool and very interesting when it comes to like the story comics. So <clears throat> like Roberto da Costa plays Sunspot. Um, or sorry, Henry Zaga plays a plays someone named Roberto. His name is his name's Roberto da Costa, and his name is and he plays Sunspot, or that's Sunspot in the X Men, um, which is pretty much the equivalent to the Human Torch. Um, but you know, we get a lot of that. We've already gotten a lot of that already. So like, I didn't really understand the necessity of him being in the New Mutants, um, but he's a very powerful like mutant, and um, I mean, it's like the fact like. I know what, like, I know what they were trying to do. Like, they were trying to, like, introduce these new mutants, like, as, like, these younger, like, these younger mutants who, like, can't control their abilities. And, like, they're, they mentioned that, like, they're more powerful than regular, than, like, more grown-up mutants because they, 
they're like stronger. It's like how like vampires are in Twilight or whatever. Um, I can't believe I just made that reference. Um, <laughs> no, the first and last time you'll hear Matt make a Twilight. <laughs> that is the only <laughs> time. Um, so anyway, but like Sunspot's really cool, but we've seen that before. Um, they didn't really explore much of the other characters' powers. So like Ileana Rasputin, um, yeah, played I, by Anya Taylor-Joy. It was like, kind of confusing. Yeah, like they didn't really... actually were. <laughs> They didn't really like explain what she was, like what she did. She went to like this other dimension for like two seconds to go get a sword um, and like fight bad guys. Like it made no sense. So. Um, wait, can we pause right here? Yeah, sure. It was like really funny to watch the trailer again because in the trailer they go through like all of the new mutants and they're like asked they're like what was like your first time like and they all answer in like a hilarious way that if you imagine that it's what they're actually talking about is losing their virginity is hilarious yeah. <laughs> because they're really talking about their powers but um one um like roberto is like i was with my girlfriend <laughs> and, um, like, um, but that's something we've seen before too, right? Like we've seen that next in like the first X Men, where like Rogue can't kiss her boyfriend because she hurts him, and like yeah, it's all no, like, it all circles yeah. back, yeah. Um, and but like Anya Taylor Joy's is um, like my first time. I killed 18 men, <laughs> and, and so it's, and she like gets off on it too. I know, and so I like was a turn on laughing like the whole time to think about like the first time that you experience your power. Yeah. It's like equivalent to losing your Andrew. Brain. Andrew, what was your first time like? Um, my first time was. Um, you know what? Don't answer that. <laughs> confusing. I don't know. Yeah, I'm listening to this. <laughs> I met your. I met your powers. Yeah. <laughs> Exciting and confusing, yeah. <laughs> Exciting and confusing. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um, now that I'm blushing. Uh, <laughs> uh, sure, yeah, so Anya Taylor-Joy. Um, we were talking about Anya Taylor-Joy, yeah. Her name, like Ileana, right? Ileana, Ileana Rasputin, yeah. Um, and, like, she mentions her, like, X-Men name one time. Her 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 X Men name is called Magic M A G I K, and like at the very end of the movie, it's like they use some really like corny line. She's like, I think Danny asks her what she's doing, or like she's like magic, and I'm like, oh my god, oh yeah, <laughs> it's so yeah, stupid. yeah. <laughs> but I laughed. Uh, yeah, I know. Like I think it's like fine to have that level of camp. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. So. It was like weird too because I thought about like having a spoiler warning at the top of this episode, but frankly, there's not a whole lot to spoil. Not really, no. Or disagree? It's, yeah. It's very formulaic. Yeah. You know, if you're in the movies with giant bear attacks, it's yeah. you know what's coming. I think a lot more. I think a lot more people are going to enjoy this than like what the reviews make it out to be. It's. It is a watchable movie. Um, yeah. I don't think it's good. Yeah. Um, I definitely well, wouldn't see it in an indoor theater. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, just wait until it comes on on demand because you'll like it just as much. You'll get the I, same experience. I honestly can't believe we actually saw it. Yeah. Oh, I can. I was going to see it either way. No, I mean that in a that like this saw the light of day. Oh yes. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. In film. <laughs> yeah. So, um, other than that, I really don't have much else. <laughs> you know, if you if you want to finish the X Men franchise, go for it. But other than that, you it can wait. Good. It felt good to get back in the it did movie again. It felt awesome to go see another Since movie March. again. Yeah. Yes limiting my social contact but uh, 
um, doing it at a drive-in. So you're one of the few people, you are one of the few people I've hung out with, Matt. Consider yourself lucky. I'm honored. So speaking of hanging out, I've got to hang out with you on this podcast for the past 50 episodes. I can't believe this is number 50. I know, dear. Can I actually? (laughs) (laughs) I think we're actually coming up in a full year here. We are. Two weeks. I think it was like September 10th, something like that. That was our first episode. Um, um, Can we do like a quick retrospective? Sure, yeah. What we, of our last year, do you have any highs, any lows? Um... I've got a few highs and a few lows, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, so, tell me. I guess to start out um, with a low, <laughs> I was really like really nervous in the beginning to do a podcast. I don't know why. I just like, I was like, am I going to run out of things to say? I don't know what I'm going to do, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, so like, I just kind of like gave in and was like, yeah. Like, I love the Goldfinch. <laughs> it was great. When, like, I going back now, I'm like, did I really love the Goldfinch or was I just saying that because you said it? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, did I just want to agree with you? But I'd like to go back and, like, redo the Goldfinch just because. I kind, I, of, <laughs> I kind of do, too. So it's on Amazon Prime. And, like, so now that we've had, like, a year removed from the Goldfinch, and the Goldfinch was our first episode. <laughs> yeah. Which, like, is hilarious in hindsight, because that movie was panned by critics. Yeah. Um, but, so, when I saw The Goldfinch, I was, like, about a month or two removed from reading the book. I had, like, just finished the book, and the book is, like, epically long. It's, like, 800 pages. Mm. And, um, but... Like two months is like just the perfect amount of time to like be removed from a movie where you like don't remember every scene, but you like remember enough. So like watching the goldfinch like just like brought all those like sort of emotions back that were barely under the surface. So I was like, oh, I feel so like warm and golden again. And um, that I think that may have sort of like blindsided me in terms of like how good the movie may have been. Um, Yeah. Like coming out of it, I like loved it um, because I think it brought back all those emotions of the book and I still stand by the book, that the book is fantastic. Um, So I like want to go back and watch it, be like now that I've been removed from the book for a long time, if like I actually think the movie is like still good, but like whatever, like it's rare that I have like a complete divergence from critics of where I'm just like complete 180 of what everyone else thinks. And this was one of those times, at least my knee-jerk reaction. So um. Yeah. Yeah, I think I I think I liked it because you liked it and you liked the book. Or you, and you read the book, and I was like, "Oh, okay, sure, I'll give in to the group think. <laughs> I'll like it too." I know. Um, yeah, I like. There are a few things, like there are a few things that I remember about the movie that um, were potential red flags, but like mm-hmm. I legitimately was moved by other things that I'm like really glad that they kept. So like, I still don't think that I probably hate it as much as others made it out to me, but um, like, so sue me. I liked the goldfinch. Yeah. So that's like, that's like my only like real low. I have, I have a lot of highs too. I really like, so one, I love all of our panelist discussions. I, I appreciate every guest that comes on. I oh my God, really I, was gonna, I was literally going to say the same thing. I'm so yeah. happy whenever we have guests because like it just completely changes the dynamic and I yeah. Well, so so much so please if you want to join us email yeah. us. um i know okay. i can only talk to him so much so <laughs> come, come on and talk to yeah. us <laughs> like i remember like specifically like we've had so many good panels like i love like our like lgbt lgbt roundtable i loved our like 
talking about women in film. I thought those were great. Um, but I really liked, <laughs> I really liked our fun ones too. Like when we did the holiday special, like the holiday versus Love Actually. I thought that was a lot of fun, even though the sound quality was off. Oh my God, I was gonna say my only regret from yeah. that. Actually, I have two regrets. My um, my biggest regret is the sound quality. Is I was like convinced the sound quality was fine. And then like we went back and nope. listened, it's like, ugh. And my yeah. regret is how long that episode went on because we had so much to say. <laughs> it was like yeah. an almost two hour episode. It was like, oops. <laughs> We, we could have split that into two parts. Yeah, we'll so, another one this year. You know yeah, what? Like, Let's do it again. Do it again, part two. We'll have more. We'll have more guests or something. We'll have another two-hour episode. Yeah. Like a four-hour <laughs> of these two ridiculous movies. Yeah, we should have done, like, one for each movie or something. I know. Because, like, I was like, when that ended, I was like, oh, my God. That was like, literally two hours. And so that was, I think, to date, our longest episode. Um, Probably. I haven't I haven't looked back. That was an hour and 47 minutes. No, we haven't yeah. do our our other longer I well before we get off the topic of like um panelists. Uh, my other favorite one was I, I also loved when we did Star Wars Meredith. I thought that was a lot of fun too. When we oh my god. My so, so I have I have um I have mixed feelings about when I like oh my god, it's gonna make me sound like an alcoholic, but when I like drink <laughs> for an episode. And like, we do that because like, there'll be like social times and like, we'll be together and well, pre-pandemic. And we would just like drink cause we were like hanging out. So, um, so like it, I promise it made sense. But um, sometimes I feel like my, I don't get across what I like actually wanted to say about the movie very well at all when I drink, shockingly. <laughs> um, and an example of that is cats, is that um, I think because like, we didn't like care about like what our like opinion was on cats cause it was just cats. Um, so we're like, we're just gonna drink it away. And we just kind of like spent an hour, an hour and a half just talking those shit talking on cats, which was like fun. But like at the same time, I like, wish I remembered to say certain things that I didn't get to say. Um, so, well, whatever. It's like uh, that. But, but the Star Wars one, we drank because it was like a Saturday morning and we had brunch. And yeah. like, we just had like mimosas and just like talking about Star Wars. And that was fantastic. That was yeah. so much fun. Well, as a... Uh... As Twitter has said, 2020 is uh, paying the price of cats. It, the world, the world just hasn't been the same. I I applaud cats for being as bold, like as was. I don't. It is so not. It is. I mean, there are swing. There's. It's rare that you see a movie of that magnitude that is a complete swing and a miss. Like. Yeah. And Did you cats, see what Andrew Lloyd Webber said about it? He said it was like god awful. Oh yeah, he was like, um, he was like um, the character, the um, the drama teacher in Lady Bird. He was like, they didn't understand it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but like, cats is always cats is always going to be cats. So. But it well, it will it will never be forgotten. Um, you actually, you actually asked what our longest episode was. It was actually uh, our top of the decade, I believe. That was an or no, it was, yeah, top ten movies of the 2010s. That was like literally a minute longer than uh, uh, our longest one. The which is crazy because we talked about 20 movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, actually, I really love those episodes. The, yeah. the, I love the format of our top ten of the um, of the year and of the decade. Like it was fun going like back and forth, back and forth, and mm. knowing what was going to happen. Yeah, I'd actually I like forgot what my top ten were. I got to go back and like. Oh my god, I remember! I remember what your top movie was was of the year and of the decade. Oh, I remember my top movies. I I, I like forgot like like the whole list though. I'm gonna oh, relook at it. I know like roughly mine, but I couldn't tell you the exact. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I had fun doing our pandemic picks, like where we that like, was fun. it up um, to the audience. Um, though I want to take umbrage with our audience for a little bit. I um, <laughs> I am so mad at our listenership for Independence Day. <laughs> Uh, Independence Day was our lowest rated episode of the pandemic pick. <laughs> Not many of you listened to it compared to the others. But what was the movie that by far got the highest percentage of votes anytime we did a pandemic pick? Independence Day. Yep, yep. You all like were begging us to cover it and none of y'all listened. He's pretty much saying, you made me sit through that again. <laughs> I, can't. I had to watch this and review it, and none of y'all listened to it. You know what? Go back, stop what you're doing, listen to it now, and come back when you're done. Get those numbers up. Because, like, you all wanted us to listen to Independence Day. And I was like, okay, the people have spoken. And no one cared. Nobody yeah. cared. Nobody cares. I guess people don't care about movies they've already seen. They don't care to listen. We talked about this offline. I'm very proud of our listenership numbers for um, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest because I didn't think that was a movie that that many people wanted to hear talked about. (laughs) But, like, apparently so. That was, um, I liked, I was happy with our listenership there. Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah. Any other moments you can think of um it's like hard to think of um oh obviously sean Whelan, but that was like two weeks ago <laughs> yeah so uh you know if you are a celebrity or connected to a celebrity in any way <laughs> you there are we welcome go. on this show <laughs> at any time <laughs> even if you're josh trank <laughs> so no matter your clout you yeah. are always welcome on the show if you have more than 10,000 Twitter followers. If you have a check mark next to your name. <laughs> Come on, anytime. So, all right. Well, uh, with that being said, you opening and closing your oven is making me hungry. So I'm going to oh, go get dinner. Well, do you want to know what was in the oven? I, I do, actually, yes. What are you cooking tonight? I made a cake. For oh. the episode. Oh, that's so nice of you. So you're going to eat it all by yourself? I mean, really, yeah. I just made it for myself so I could eat okay. it. <laughs> I made a cake and I'm going to eat it too. You can you can mail me a slice. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure it came out that well. It's a little dragging oh. in the middle. Well, <laughs> but in that case, uh, you you can keep my slice. Yeah. Uh, but um, I was very uh, I'm very happy with the way the podcast turned out um, and I like love our little segments we're like still like trying to like figure out like what we're going to do we like keep switching up the segments we have like icebreakers I don't think I don't think it's much as switching as like adding new uh, adding new things and elements I, I think we've kept We've kept some, we've kept a lot, you know, and we've just kept adding and adding. We haven't switched much. And I think it's, I think it's turned out pretty well. I think it's been a lot of growth over the year. Yeah. Figure like figuring out what works. <laughs> yes. And you are figuring it out with us. And uh, yeah, let us know what you think. What are your favorite parts of the podcast? What are you, what do you like? What do you dislike? What do you want us to fix, change, keep, you know, we take, we'll take anything. I know because uh, like, there are like times where if like we don't know what to do, we'll basically guess what the audience wants to hear. So like your feedback is actually more helpful <laughs> than you may realize. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, email us any any uh, suggestions you may have or any compliments. We love we love hearing how much you love us or you yeah. know how much you hate us. That's fine too. Um, you can email us always at repeat step pod at oh, sorry step and repeat pod at gmail.com i'm getting my handles mixed up um 
So yeah, a vodka. please email us. Yes. <laughs> that also vodka. So, <laughs> I got it. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, unless there's any more from you, Andrew, that's uh, no, that's um, it from us for. Oh, sorry. Well, should we give him a tease for? Oh yes. Episode. Well, I think we all know what's coming. <sighs> Our the big one. Episode is the big one. Uh, the return to betas of with Christopher Nolan's Tenet. So please, uh, please listen in if you want to know what you think, because I am a uh, somewhat apologetic, uh, but a Nolan fanboy as much as I hate to admit it. Um, and Matt is more critical. So I have a feeling next week's episode is going to be very, um, there's going to be fireworks. I think it's going to be interesting. Either you and I are going to, you're going to be shocked or we're going to go to war. So yeah, I've, either way, it'll be a good listen. Uh, yes, that I can guarantee. <laughs> we don't know. We haven't seen it yet, but we can guarantee you it'll be a good episode. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> Alrighty. Well, <laughs> That's it from us. So uh, we'd, as we said, we'd love to hear more from you. Uh, let us know what you think of the podcast. Let us know your favorite moments or your least favorite moments. Let us know. Email us. Um, if you have any questions or uh, comments too, email us. Um, and as we asked at the uh, top of the episode, uh, if what X-Men do you think deserves their own spinoff? Answer in the comments. Let us know. We want to know your, uh, what you think. You can find us on Twitter at repeatsteppod. Uh, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash step and repeat pod, or as we said, by a old school email at step and repeat pod at gmail.com. You can also find our reviews on the Letterboxd app. I am at mgrant1219, and Andrew is at a shine. And please spend a few seconds to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Your new re your reviews, new reviews help us find new listeners. And we're always looking for new listeners. Um, and if you drop us a review, we promise to read your reviews on the air. And you, if you give us a five-star review, like we said last week, we will give you a 60-second review. We will give a 60-second review to any film of your choosing. Um, any movie. I mean, it can even be Inception. And we'll review it. 60 <laughs> seconds, Andrew. 60 seconds. Oh, he will, he will <laughs> roll with that one. That will. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> until next time. 60 seconds sigh. 60 seconds sigh. <laughs> but anyway, um, until next time, thank you so much for listening. Uh, and I think I speak for Andrew when I say it's an honor just to be considered. <laughs> <laughs>